Hello, it's Matt Fields, and welcome to Clubhouse Conversations. They come from all corners of the world, and they descend on towns everywhere. Burlington, North Carolina, Idaho Falls, Idaho, Lexington, Kentucky, Wilmington, Delaware, Springdale, Arkansas, Papillion, Nebraska, and Kansas City, Missouri. What do all these men have in common? They work together to win. It's time to talk to another Royal on Clubhouse Conversation. And what a treat we have for you today as we're about to be joined by Omaha Storm Chasers first baseman Matt Fields. Yeah, that Matt Fields, the one who shattered the Northwest Arkansas Natural home run record last year as he smashed 31 home runs to go along with 87 RBI. Matt Fields, one of the coolest stories you will ever hear. I know he credits his stepdad, Donnie Winston, a lot for helping him to get where he is. Some fate came into play with that that we're going to talk about here. Matt Fields, though, yeah, currently playing first base for the Omaha Storm Chasers. Off to a nice start. He joins us now on Clubhouse Conversation. Matt, how's it going, man? Um, truthfully, everything's going really good. You know what I mean? I, I'm just I'm having fun, and I'm letting things happen the way they're supposed to, and uh, just trying to get comfortable. Where are you at right now? You're in a hotel somewhere, aren't you, on the road? Yes, we are actually in Round Rock. So I want to say either Austin or Round Rock, and we're getting ready to play the, the Round Rock team. Very cool. Now, here's a question I'd like to hear your thoughts on. I was talking to Jason Adam a couple of weeks ago, and he had said a lot of guys prefer, you know, double-A, A-ball travel versus triple-A because of the early morning flights or the red eyes. What are your thoughts on the whole traveling double-A versus triple-A? Um, truthfully, I, you know, they're basically the same thing. Because buses, I'm, I'm kind of big, so me trying to travel on the bus doesn't work out that well either. And, uh, I'm not. I'm not really, you know, too fond of the early morning travel, but I'd rather get somewhere maybe, you know, two or three hours compared to eight or nine or or possibly double digits. Yeah. So, um, you know, travel's travel. You kind of get used to it the the more you play this game, and and all you have to do is just be able to adjust. Well, speaking of travel, man, it's been a long road to get where you're at today, and let's kind of go back and, and start from the beginning. So your dad was drafted by the Portland Trail Blazers and then played professional basketball overseas. Uh, so as you were growing up then, did you play as much basketball as baseball, and which was your first love growing up? Um, The funny thing is, from what I've heard from my mother, that baseball was my first love. Huh. From, from, from the get-go. Like, I played basketball, and I love basketball. Don't get me wrong. Because, you know, I grew up around it. But um, she told me literally that from from when I started playing T-ball, like, I couldn't even hit the ball literally off the tee. I had to have somebody pitch it to me <laughs> or else I would get angry. So, so uh, she said just from the first time I ever stepped on the field, I was a natural. So, yeah, that's, that's kind of a little childhood story right there that not most people know. Well, what, what, what are your dad's thoughts on that? Was he okay with you going after baseball more? Um, he was actually, he wanted me to do, you know, what was in my heart and what I wanted to do. And of course, when you're a little kid, you don't really know any better. You kind of just try to do everything just to, to get used to it and just to experience things. But, um, even he said from a young age, you know, that baseball was always going to be something that he, he saw me doing as I got older. But, you know, I never really thought I would ever get this far and be a professional at it. I just, you know, just had fun and then play the game. Well, yeah, it started when you were drafted by the Rays. 
44th round of the 04 draft. I like to ask this question. So when you think back to draft day, where were you at? How did you find out you were drafted? And what do you remember about that day? This is something I'm, I'm probably never going to forget. I was actually at my high school graduation on on the stage, literally getting ready to get my name called to get my uh, diploma. And uh, I get a phone call, which is, you know, Florida area code, and I, I had no clue who it was. So, you know, me being a, a, a kid, nosy kid, I, I answered it while I'm sitting on the podium. <laughs> and uh, or on the stage. And all I hear is, hey, you know, congratulations. We just selected you in the in the 44th round of the draft. Uh, welcome. You know, you are now a Tampa Bay Devil Ray. And literally, I had, uh, you know, a whole stream of emotion ran through my body. Like, I was excited. You know, I was, I was happy. I was shocked. Like it just a, a lot of things happened to me that day because I, I really, after high school, I didn't know what I was going to do. You know what I mean? Like I knew I was going to go to college, and and I had a baseball scholarship to Nevada Reno, but then I was going to walk on for basketball just so I you know be a a, a sports just like a, a student athlete. And um, that day, like literally changed changed my life and made me kind of realize what I had ahead of me and, and what I needed to be ready for. And uh, I still remember my friends were sitting next to me, and they were like, what? So I literally, like, jumped up out of my seat. And I was like, <laughs> yes, I'm out of here. I'm done with this. <laughs> School's over. I'm dead. I'm out. And everybody was like, what are you talking about? And they started laughing, and I was just like, I'll see you guys after, you know, after we graduate. And uh, as soon as I graduated, Graduation was over. I, you know, I told my whole family and I told my friends, and you know, everybody was emotional and, and happy and, and stuff like that. So it was, it was definitely a day that I never was going to forget. Wow, I guess we can start the movie about your life there someday, right? We'll start cue it up right oh, there. <laughs> Hopefully, that'd be nice. I wouldn't mind it. We're talking to Matt Fields on Clubhouse Conversation. So, were you expecting to to get drafted that year, or was that kind of just an afterthought? Um, I really wasn't expecting to get drafted at all. You know what I mean? Like, I was just a kid, like a you know a, a inner city kid who literally. No one was looking at me, you know what I mean, like, and nothing. I wasn't getting tracked, anything like that. Like, I had, my junior year, I ran into probably one of the people that who, like, inspired me the most, kind of, I was hitting in a cage, right, at a batting cage, just in a cage by myself, mm-hmm. hitting off the machine. And um, this guy who was a hitting coach at the facility I was in that walks into the cage and goes, hey, you had some of the quickest hands I've ever seen, but I can tell you don't really hit. You don't really make contact too much, do you? And I was like, no. <laughs> and at that time, I was focused more on pitching than I was hitting, so I didn't really care too much about hitting or anything that had to do with it. I just wanted to pitch. He uh, he told me, he's like, literally, you have some of the quickest hands I've ever seen, and I can see that you're raw. He was like, I want to do this. I want to make you my special project. All you have to do is show up work your tail off, and I guarantee you that you'll get drafted. And, you know, me being a kid, a goofy, 
like I was a, a goofy, overweight kid, you know, and just like, all right, deal, I'll do it. <laughs> and he actually was a scout for the Tampa Bay Rays at the time. Oh. So, you know, went started working with him three or four times a week just to kind of get my swing and so smooth out and would help him do camps and stuff. Like, just, you know, just, just anything to kind of almost help repay what I, you know, what he was giving me. So kind of like giving back for what he was doing for me. And, um, yeah, like it literally, I did everything he said and ended up getting drafted. Like went to the showcase and that's, that's a whole other story in itself because I, I really didn't want to go to the showcase because I was playing select ball for this team during the summer, and I was pitching for the UW or University of Washington coaches. And at, like I said at that time, I wanted to pitch. I didn't really want to hit, but I kind of turned into a hitter. So <laughs> it was it was it's a long story. If I was to get into it, it's an extremely long story. <laughs> Wait, wait. What's, what's but, what was his name? What was the scout's name? Uh, his name was Kenny Cherry Holmes. You still talk to him? Um, I haven't talked to him recently. We we kind of had some differences, and and right now we're sort of not speaking. But you know, regardless of what's going on with this, I still do care about him a lot, and I appreciate everything he's done for me. Well, what's the story with the showcase? I've got some time if you want to tell the story. <laughs> oh man. Okay, so literally it was it was probably it was a, a weekend game. So it was a, a Saturday game. All right, he, he told me he was gonna let his uh his area scout know that you know, he wants me to go to the showcase. So I was like, All right. I literally waited months. I didn't hear anything. And um we my selecting, we had a doubleheader, which, of course, I had to pitch for the University of Washington scout. And uh, so me and my stepdad, like, I wake up, and I get a I get a call from Kenny saying, hey, where are you at? You know, the tryout's going on. And I was like, what tryout? He was like, the Tampa Bay Rays showcase. I was like, well, I never got a call. He was like, well, they never called you? And I was like, no. So he was like, wow, I told them to call you a long time ago. He was like you need to get here now. So I was like, all right, I'll be there. You know, I'll be there shortly or whatever. So at that point, I'm already like, no, I don't want to go because I'd rather go to this, you know, to to pitch for this University of Washington scout. That way I can, you know, go to college here possibly. And uh, my stepdad was like, no. He's like, you're going to the tryout. I literally had a, a 20 or 30 minute argument with him about not going to this to this Tampa Bay showcase. I was like, no, I'm not going. He's like, no, you're going. He's like, this is a chance of a lifetime, and you're literally going to sit here and pass it up because you want to go pitch for a college scout. I was like, yeah. I was like, I'm not going. He's like, no, you're going. <laughs> so we pack up the car. We end up going to the showcase <laughs> for Tampa Bay. And, you know, we're late. But uh, I show up. And uh, all the, you know, the area scouts there, Paul Kirsch and uh, RJ Harris, they're there. And uh, they're like, oh, so this is the kid you're telling us about. 
mind you, in high school, I wasn't really that in shape. Like, I was 6'2", 6'3", 290 pounds, just a big, goofy kid. Just a big, goofy kid. So I walk up, I have my pants are on, they're like high waters because they don't fit. <laughs> my legs are just huge. My stomach's popping out. My like, it's, it's, it's funny. Like, people see me and they're just like, you, you play baseball? You don't play football or nothing like that? I'm like, yeah, I play baseball. I play everything. I played baseball, basketball, and football in high school. So they kind of played a lot of sports. But um, they go, okay, well, man, here, is, they're taking BP. They're, you know, like a batting practice. They're like, all right, go ahead and jump in. So I jump in. They're like, all right, you get 10 swings, you know, show us what you got. And I score around a bunt, right? <laughs> and all I hear is people laughing behind me like, what are you doing? We're not going to pay you to bunt. <laughs> There's like, <laughs> they're like swing. So I go, okay. And uh, the first pitch I see, I literally hit a mile straight in the air. <laughs> and it goes goes out to left field. And they go, wow. Like, he has some, some pop. Huh? And they're like, they're my hitting coach. Kenny goes, yeah, you'll see. And... I think out that round of 10, I hit eight home runs out, and I hit them, like, right center, left center, center field, just all over the place. So they're like, all right, wow, this this kid, you know, has some juice, like you said he, he did, and he like, I told you. And then uh, we ended up, you know, live pitching. We had to face some of the top guys from the Washington area, or I had to face one of the top guys in the Washington area. And... uh the first pitch he throws me, I hit a line drive, just a base hit. And then the next pitch he throws me, I hit a home run line drive into the net. And they're like, where'd you find this kid? And he literally told them, I was like, he, he, I found him in a, a batting cage in downtown Seattle where no one would ever, you know, think about finding the kid. Because I, I went to Rainier Beach High School, which is, is known for basketball and football and track. Not really baseball, you know what I mean? So... With that, like, I don't know, everything changed. They're like, all right, well, you know, good tryout. Hopefully we'll be talking to you soon. If not, you know, keep doing what you're doing. And I was like, all right. You know, and then I ended up going from the tryout to my second game for my select team. And my first at bat, I ended up hitting a home run. <laughs> I came in, I pinched hit, and, like, the last inning were down, and I hit a home run, and then I ended up, like, pitching and closing out the game. So it was it was a pretty eventful day. Like it was it was interesting. Is that one of the then, most special days of your life? Probably. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. Your, and your stepdad was right, right? He 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 was right in talking you into going to that, huh? Yes. Like it's funny because we we have conversations. We have conversations nowadays where it's just it's like just think if you would have never went to that, I was like, yeah, no. You know, what I mean, I, I always. I thank him every day for for doing what he did and basically me talking me off the ledge. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, basically, no, you're going. Like, I literally had no choice because he was driving. So either way, I was going to end up probably going. But I put up a fight for as long as I could. <laughs> now, what about pitching? So you would have gone to college to pitch then. Could, do you think you had any chance, at, at an outside chance, of getting you know into professional baseball pitching or is hitting a lot better now than your no. pitching ever was? No. And I, I definitely, 
this was the right choice. Because pitching, like, I threw hard, but I had no secondary pitch. And then my arm was already kind of run down a little bit because in high school I pitched a lot. So I probably would have been injured or something. Something would have happened to where it wouldn't have been a good situation. So I definitely chose the right the right path. And how did you uh, lose all that weight? So you're you're what six five two fifty now or two thirty? Is that what it is? Yeah, I'm six five two fifty five. Yeah, how did you lose the weight? Chicken breast and salad. Man, it was that was the hardest thing I've ever had to do in my life. Yeah, like literally, just to lose all that weight. You know what I mean? I, I had no idea of what I was in for. And literally, once I got drafted Tampa, because I was a draft and follow. So I, I ended up going to a community college for a year. And uh, Tampa, they were like, oh, yeah, you know, just lose like 10 or 15 pounds. So I was like, all right. I ended up losing 50 or 60 pounds in four or five months. Yeah. Actually, all I did was run. Like, I literally started out by running a mile a day. And then I just worked up, you know, running a mile a day. And once I get used to that, I started running two miles a day. Then started running three miles a day. By the time I was really good, I was running four or five miles a day. <laughs> and I was eating completely different. Like like you said, chicken breast, salad, vegetables, all that nasty stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then I was working out with that. So it was a, it was a lot. Because I love my pizza. I love my candy. You know what I mean? Like, I, I loved all of them. But I had to put that on the side. And I don't know. Like, it took a lot, a lot of dedication. Because my whole life I've been told, you know, if you're in shape, man, you can do whatever you want to do. You can play basketball. You know, you can go to school for basketball. You can, you know, baseball, whatever the case may be. But, like, I, I didn't really, didn't really listen until probably that senior year when I got drafted. And then I lost all that weight, and then I felt like a completely different person. You know what I mean? And everything else kind of took care of itself. Yeah, well, then you ended up spending six years in the Tampa system. Uh, what are your favorite memories of those Tampa days, and, and who are some of your old race teammates that went on to nice MLB careers? My, some of my favorite Tampa days, which I think, I think every day, was one of my favorite days just because if I, I literally had no idea that I'd be playing professional baseball, you know what I mean? And um, every year was a different experience, and I got to see you know different things and learn different things and just learn more about myself. And and each season was was its own. You know, one season I I did good power wise, and next year I learned a little bit more, learned how to hit this pitch. Um, talk to this guy to kind of help me out. And uh, I'm trying to think. I want to say it was 2008. We ended up winning the Sally League uh, Championship. Oh, nice. So I ended up getting a ring for that. And uh, that year was actually one of the weirdest years for me, I think, playing just because I was injured for most, like, I was injured for, for some time during that, that season. And, uh, I actually broke my handmate bone in my left hand that year, but they told me that it was bruised. Like every time I go to a doctor, they'd be like, "Oh, it's bruised," because they couldn't really see it because of the swelling. But I was trying to tell them that my hand was broken. I'm like, "My hand is broken. I can't do it. It hurts. <laughs> I can't hold the bat. It's not a good situation." But 
I continue to do rehab for it. You know, put some extra padding in my my batting gloves and my my first base glove, and I ended up playing through that injury and actually ended up doing really good in the playoffs. I got I think co MVP of the the playoffs. Wow! And just winning a championship like you never really understand how much that that means to you or what you have to go through to do that until you actually do it. You know what I mean? You're, you're with a group of guys. It's a long season. You know what I mean? Sometimes you get sick and tired of the guys you're with. But then at the same time, you guys are a family. So, you know, it's, it's a grind. Baseball is, is probably one of the, I think it's the toughest sport ever. By far. Totally. To play. Both physically and mentally. Just because you play every day. You're facing different pitchers every day. You're trying to hit a moving object that is moving a lot. And I mean, the weather conditions, just just everything that that baseball involves is is, is difficult. You have to be focused every day. And uh, I wish I would have known that when I was a kid, because I probably would have went about training myself a little bit differently. Yeah. Well, so here, here's where this, here's the story gets even more Hollywood right here. So age of 25, then you said, that's it. I'm retiring from the game of baseball in 2010. You took a job at the Tacoma Airport loading luggage into airplanes. So first of all, where was your mind at when you decided to walk away? And then what were those days like, and how tough was it going to, you know, quote-unquote, a real job after playing baseball? Um, my, my mindset was, you know, like I, I just seen how the – I've seen how the game was and how things worked on the business side, like, you know, the front office side of everything. And I don't know. I didn't, I didn't really accept how that was done. You know what I mean? And plus it wasn't fun for me anymore. And, you know, I had a, a lot, I just had a lot of stuff on my mind. Like I was newly engaged trying to figure out what my next step was, you know what I mean? I, I had no degree, still working towards that, but I had no really backup plan. I knew I'd basically work wherever I had to in order to make things happen. And uh, I don't know, I was just, I was at a point in my life to where I was doubting myself, you know what I mean? And it's sad to say that, but at some point all of us get to that point. And uh, working at the airport, literally, it helped me open up my eyes and realize what I wanted to do in my life. You know what I mean? Like, I, I want, no matter what I'm doing in my life, I want to be happy. I don't want to wake up every morning and dread going to work or just be miserable. You know what I mean? And I'm not going to say necessarily working or miserable, but it wasn't where I thought I should be. And, uh, it made me think, like, you know, I was just doing something that I love to do, and I was making money at it. Now I'm doing something I do not like to do, and I'm not really making anything. So that mixed with, you know, my friends and my family and, and people who truly love and care about me telling me that I'm too young and that I need to continue to live my dreams because you can only, you only have one life to live. You know what I mean? You have to make the most of it. So, with all that in mind, I 
literally had to look myself in the mirror and and come to grips with myself and, and realize that I still do love the game. I still want to play. I need to give it another shot just to see where it can take me. Well, it took you back and, to uh, Andy Baseball, right, with a Southern Illinois, the Frontier yeah. League. What were those Southern Illinois days like in the Frontier League? Oh, it was it, it was amazing. That's one of the main reasons why I think I, I started to love the game again. Really? I mean, because the guys that I was around, the guys I was around, the coaching staff, just the league in general. I mean, the fans were amazing. All the relationships that I made in, in that league, just around the league, was amazing. And it, it it helped me become that little kid again that I was before when I first started playing. And just it helped me relax and just not have to worry about anything, but just having fun and, and doing something I love to do. And um, that definitely that definitely sparked this situation that I'm in now. So I, I'm extremely grateful to not only you know the Southern Southern Illinois Miners and Mike Pinto and all the people that are involved in, in, in that organization, but also just the Frontier League in general because you know independent ball. Most people that I've talked to before I even played there said independent ball is where you know players go who still love the game who just play, but. It's a tough chance of getting out, but I, I see it as a, a window or a doorway to finding, you know, finding your love for the game again and possibly getting your dreams back. Yeah. So, for me, that that was that was a huge, huge decision, just because it's it kept me playing the game. You know, what I mean, it kept me doing something that I love to do. And as long as you have faith and you you know, believe in the process and, and you just have fun, anything's possible. Well, how did uh, how did the Royals kind of find you? Were they the first team that came after you? Because you joined them in 2012, obviously. What do you recall about that process? Yeah. They were, I, from what I know, they were the first team to come after me. And um, the way it happened was hilarious. This is another story. <laughs> I got it. Um, so, you know, our coach was like, hey, we got some scouts in the stands tonight. You know, they're coming to watch the the pitchers that are pitching tonight. And I was like, all right. And he, like, he kind of, he told us everybody. He's like, oh, yeah, it's Kansas City Royals, you know, the White Sox, and I can't remember who else he said. And I was like, all right, well, I wasn't really paying any attention because I didn't really care at the time. I just wanted to play and have fun and joke around and, and just do what I was doing. And uh, so, like, the game starts. You know, I ended up going, I want to say I ended up going over to that game with, I want to say a walk and probably, like, a fly out on the ground out. And during one of my at-bats, I actually hit a ball, like, literally, completely out of the stadium foul, just right down the line, just foul. And that was probably the only ball that I hit solid the whole game. <laughs> so, so I was like, all right, well, I'm pretty sure the scouts aren't impressed. You know what I mean? I didn't really do anything today. And uh, the next day, I want to say it was like 10.30 in the morning, my coach calls me and tells me, hey, 
I need you to come in right now. There, you know, all the coaches and us. We have a meeting with you only. We need you to get in here right now. Uh oh. So I'm like, oh yeah, exactly. I'm like, so what's going on? I'm like, am I in trouble or what? And he was like, don't worry about it. Just get here. I was like, oh my god. <laughs> so, so I show up to the field, and they're all sitting in the office, and I'm just like, oh my god. I was like, what's going on? And I sit down, and my coach goes. So I have good news and I have bad news. I was like, what What news do you want to hear first? I was like, give me the bad news first. He's like, bad news is you're not playing today. I was like, what? Like, I stood up and I, like, got mad. And I was like, what are you talking about? Why am I not playing? This is ridiculous. I didn't do that. Like, like, what's going on right now? And he was like, calm down, calm down. He was like, you want to hear the good news? And I was like, sure. It better be good because after that, I'm going to be mad. He goes, Kansas City called. They want to pick up your contract. And I literally, like, sit back down. I look at him. I'm like, are you playing with me right now? I was like, you better not be juggling me right now. He's like, no, I'm serious. He was like, they want to offer you a contract to High A, which is in, you know, Wilmington in, in Delaware. And uh, they want to know if you want to take it. So I was like, what do you take? I'm like, yes, I want to take that. I'm like, no offense. You know what I mean? But... <laughs> I definitely want to take it. And so he's like, all right, well, after the game, he's like, your flight's tomorrow. You know what I mean? So enjoy your last days with the guys and, uh, you know, and, and congratulations and good luck the rest of the way. He was like, all I'm asking for is a hat wherever you end up. I was like, okay. So, you know, I come out the room and I'm talking to all my friends, letting them know, and they're like, oh, congratulations. Give me hugs and stuff like that. And I'm just like I'm still in shock, you know. So I, I literally grab my phone and go and call like my family and my friends, and basically everybody that told me to, you know, stick with it and come back and and, and do do what I love to do. And like I call everybody and just let them know that I got picked back up and I'm you know back in the system and and stuff like that. And it was. It was a great feeling just to hear, you know, everybody and how proud they were and, and stuff like that. Like my mom cried and my stepdad kind of cried, and like it was, it was intense. Cause I literally thought I didn't think I'd ever get back. You know what I mean? Like in my head, I was already like, this is my last year if I don't get picked up. I'm, but I'm gonna have as much fun as I can. And then I ended up getting picked up. And then ended up having a really good year, which was also a plus to, you know, to where they kept me around. <laughs> well, yeah, what were your favorite memories of Wilmington? You, you did have a good 2012 season there. Oh, just just being back in the affiliate and, and being able to play again. And now being a little bit older and wiser, not putting too much pressure on myself to do anything, you know what I mean? Just go out and play and and not worry about my status or, you know what I mean, am I a prospect or do I need to do this, do I need to do that, just basically just going out and having fun and just playing. Did you have a host family in Wilmington, and what's that process like? Because I'm sure you've had one before in the minor leagues, right? Yeah. I, I, I definitely had a – at first I was staying in the hotel, and then I ended up getting a host family, I want to say, the last probably week and a half. And um, I don't really mind – having a host family, you know what I mean? Because I'm, I'm a family guy anyway, so 
me being around another family or, and, and building a relationship with them and, and just getting to know people in general, that's that's something I love to do because, you know, without that, it would be boring, you know what I mean? <laughs> so for me, I, it didn't really bother me any, you know, especially me being a little bit older than everybody else. It definitely didn't bother me. I fit right in. So last year you set the 2013 Naturals home run record. You shattered uh, Clint Robinson's record, and then uh, you know 31 home runs, 87 RBI. What what was last year like? Because I remember you you know talking all about your quotes and stuff that you'd never hit that many home runs before. What was that year like for you? That year was amazing. Like truthfully, I think that's what I guess I believe that's what Tampa Bay wanted from me. You know, a long time ago. And that's, of course, that's something I wanted for myself a long time ago. But, you know, everything happens for a reason. You know what I mean? But during last year, I, I remember I went through a point where I was struggling in April. And uh, I think I hit like 160-something or 170. It was bad. And uh, I remember, like, talking to you know, a few of the coaches and, and rovers and stuff like that. And they're like, man, stop putting so much pressure on yourself and just go out there have fun. Don't worry about striking out. Don't worry about your average. Don't worry about anything. Just worry about seeing the ball and hitting it, and everything else will take care of itself. And uh, I thought to myself, yeah, that's that really is easy, as easy as it sounds. Just go out and see the ball and hit the ball. Even though that's hard, it, it's really easy. So it's like an easy concept to grasp with a hard one at the same time. <laughs> Excuse me. And... Um, Man, I ended up doing that, and then that's basically when you know everything started to kind of fall into place, and things started happening, and I just started having fun. I, you know what I mean? And I've noticed when I'm on that, when I'm at my best, I'm not worried about anything. I just show up to the field. I'm having fun. I'm goofing around with the guys. I'm just relaxed, and. For most of the season last year, that's exactly how I was. And that opened up a whole new world of, of possibilities for me. Like you said, my power numbers and just driving in runs was that's the best I've in my whole career I've ever I've ever done. Well and you're and, off you're off to a nice start again this year too with uh with Omaha. Your average keeps hovering around two ninety, OPS and around eight hundred. So do you feel like you're a much more complete hitter this year? Like maybe it's all starting to come together as far as average and power? I do. I do. You know, and and right now I have one home run, but I know for power, for especially, okay, power hitters, home runs come, they come in bunches. So, of course, I'm I'm a little bit upset because I'm like, man, I should have more than one right now. You know what I mean? But I can't control that. All I can do is go out and control having good at-bats and just squaring up balls and making sure that I'm not trying to do too much and get out of my element. Yeah, all approach and hit the ball hard, right? Exactly. <laughs> yes, it's. I guess it's a complicated but a simple game. How, how are you liking uh, beautiful Werner Park, by the way? I, I actually love it, truthfully. Except for right now, the wind is messing with my head right now. <laughs> 30, 30 to what, 20 to 30 mile an hour winds blowing straight in? Yeah. It's not, that's not built for hitters. I'm going to let you know that now. <laughs> <laughs> I 
of anything hitting the air is getting caught. So right now, you know, right now is a tough time just because of, you know, the weather and the wind factor. But I'm sure as the season, gets, as it gets deeper into the season, things will, will shift and and everything will be, you know, good. But uh, I love the park. You know what I mean? I love the fans. It's it's a it's a great place to play, it really is. What's it like working with uh, with Tommy Gregg? Obviously, uh, uh, as pure of a professional hitter as there was was Tommy Gregg. You know the awesome pinch hitter back in the day for the Braves all the time. What's he like working with? He is, it's it's amazing working with him, truthfully, because he he understands what you're going through on a on an everyday basis. You know what I mean? And he's not really trying to change you or do anything too crazy. He, He's going off of what type of hitter you are. You know, I mean, he might make a little adjustment here and there, but it's it's to help you and and get you to where you need to be. And um, I don't know, like it's, it's been a while since I've had a, a hit coach like that during the season, to where they they help you and they don't try to change you. You know, what I mean, they try to to help you be who you are and not say who they were or. Or who they want you to be, you know. What I mean, they they work with what you're, what what you have, and he's just extreme. He's easy to talk to, you know. What I mean, like he told me day one that he wanted to make me more of a complete hitter. You know, what I mean, like he he said, I know we all know you have power. We all know that's there. What we need for you to do is be more consistent and be a better hitter, regardless of you have power or not what's going to get you to where you want to be, which is the big leagues, you have to be consistent and you have to be a complete hitter. And that actually stuck with me. You know what I mean? And, and ever since that day we talked, which was, like I said, right before the season started, or during spring training, I uh, I bought into it 100% because that's exactly where I want to be and what I want to be. I want to be a complete hitter. I just want to be known as the guy that just hits home runs and, you know, does this and does that. I want to be known as that's a guy. He he knew how to hit. He was a complete hitter. Well, what it's got a. Have you been following Chris Colabello at all with the Twins? Uh, I don't actually. Okay, that's got to be kind of a cool story too because he's got what I think he had seven years in the independent leagues and now he's up, you know, the twin sign and now he's oh, he up. plays first base, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, I heard it. Yeah, I've heard his story. That is pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, someone like that, you're following that. Well, you've been very gracious with your time. One more thing I wanted to ask you about that I never seem to hear anything about is your defense. Uh, we, we, all, we, all, we all know you can hit, the power's there. What are you working on with your defense? Where do you feel like that's at right now? And, and talk about that. Um, truthfully, it's, it's weird because I really focus on my defense a lot. You know what I mean? Because I know that hitting goes in the slumps. You know what I mean? You can never be perfect hitting. But defensively, I can take away hits. I can take away runs. I can help my team out. There's a lot of things you can do defensively that can stop a rally or help, you know, just help your team. And uh, this year in the beginning, I actually struggled a little bit defensively, which is weird for me. You know what I mean? So... As of late, I've been doing a lot more work on just my first step quickness and, and being ready all the time and, you know, working more on my backhand and just being aware of my playing surface, I think, is my biggest issue sometimes. 
defensively, though, I, I really, I really pride myself on being the, the best defensive player I can be because that's literally, besides hitting, defense also can get you to the big leagues. Yeah, if you have both, you know, what I mean, like that's that's a sign for you staying. So, for as much as work I as I do hitting, I, I do as much work as. I can defensively to match that. Thanks a ton for all the time. This has been great. No problem. Any any time. Like true, I I can literally talk all day. So. <laughs>